This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Goals Classroom. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. Hey everyone, I'm Logan Fay and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. Today I'm talking to Wilson Lau, who is a happiness photographer. If you haven't heard that term before, it's because Wilson came up with it as a way to describe his way of running sessions and shooting. During this interview, he shares with us how he went from using the same poses during every session to finding a way to create and evoke emotion from his clients that result in authentic photos and show pure joy and happiness. Something that I really love about this interview is that Wilson walks us through how a normal session goes for him and how he gets some of those authentic moments from his clients. So let's dive into this interview with Wilson. All right, Wilson, I am so excited to have you with us today. You have a really unique story and I'm excited to share that with everyone. Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So can you give us a little bit, you know, background on how you got into photography and your journey to where you are today? Do you want the long story or the shorter one? Let's go with an in-between. <laughs> okay, so I've been shooting as a hobbyist for quite a while, well over 10 years, and I got into wedding photography pretty much the same way as a lot of wedding photographers would do, and that is someone is getting married, and they know you've got a nice camera, but they have no budget. So <laughs> yep. free. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I want to shoot it because it's just something different. And you just like to shoot. So that's what happened to me. I shot my friend's cousin's wedding. She had already gotten married in Mexico and had beautiful wedding photos done there. So she just wanted something simple and free here in Mm -hmm. Vancouver. So I did that and she loved the photos. And how could she not? They were free. And that's pretty much how I started. When you first started, did you continue to just do wedding photography? Did you kind of do a mix of everything? Yeah, at that point, I was just entering university and I was studying product design. I think throughout school, I did maybe two or three more weddings. And that was through just looking for weddings on Craigslist, just looking for listings of people looking for a photographer. Mm -hmm. And I pretty much let them set the price at that time. And I don't believe back then I took any other jobs other than weddings, but After finishing school, I actually did get somewhat of corporate photo-related jobs, so I couldn't find a job in design, but I did end up finding a job in photo. So I worked in-house team at Lululemon. Okay. And yeah, I worked there for a couple years, I think, two years. And so I shot like events and stuff. And that's mostly it. I'm like primarily a wedding photographer today, though I still do shoot a few corporate events here and there. Mm -hmm. And I'll do like family photography and baby photography just through referral alone. And it's almost always my couple's families when they have a family after I've shot. Right. I'm sure you get lots of clients from weddings that love your photos so much and then want to reach back out to you when, you know, they're starting to grow their family. Yeah, it's starting to happen more now that I've been shooting weddings for eight years now. So a lot of my couples have little kids. Some of them even have two kids now. So it's starting to happen more and more often. 
Yeah. I bet that's fun to, you know, see a family grow and continue to, to be with them. Mm-hmm, for sure. So you call yourself a happiness photographer, which is yeah. something that I have never really heard of before. So can you kind of tell us what that means to you? Yeah, I started doing that because I felt a strong connection towards photographing the emotion of happiness. And what that is, is really quite open because happiness can mean different things to different people. And it can mean different things at different times to the same people. And that really stemmed from just shooting weddings and focusing on the moments of happiness that you see throughout the day. And that's pretty much it, to put it simply. Mm -hmm. So I saw in one of the quotes that you said, I believe it was in the Shoot Proof blog, was I shoot to satisfy myself first and then my clients. And of course, like reading that at first, I was like, whoa, what does that mean? Like, are you, you know, asking your clients kind of what they want or are you just going with your creativity fully? Can you kind of give us more detail on that? I'm so interested to hear about it. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I'm always after shooting for myself for the most part, except for corporate gigs. Corporate gigs, they tell you exactly what they want. (laughs) Right. That's simple on that part. Outside of corporate gigs... I shoot to satisfy myself because I want to be happy with what I'm putting out from a personal perspective and from a creative perspective. And I feel like I have such high standards for myself personally that if I'm satisfied with it, the people that hire me should be satisfied with it as well. Mm -hmm. And I've only really gotten to this point more so in the past few years because earlier on, you're not necessarily sure of, say, your own style or exactly what you want to see in your photos or what you expect. So you look for more client feedback, I guess. Mm -hmm. But these days, I find most couples hire me to do whatever I want. And they just trust me with that. It's just like you do your thing. Versus I found when I first started in the first couple years, at least, I would ask for more direction in what they want. But from shooting a lot of weddings, you kind of find that it's either the same things or they don't know what they want. Right. Yeah. So, or you get like a Pinterest board with a thousand things. You're like, (laughs) oh God, how am I supposed (laughs) to get this? So how do you deal with clients that, I mean, you might not have this issue anymore, but how do you deal with those clients that come to you with a huge Pinterest board of things that they want? Yeah, I don't really get that too much anymore. Sometimes I do, but it's more so of like a theme. Like, oh, check out this is the theme that we're trying to get. And Mm -hmm. that's actually helpful because it's not so much of like a shot list. You get like a detailed shot list that is like of poses and whatever, of like moments that they want. And I try too much to focus on it. Well, it's distracting. So what I tell them is that I will get all the shots that they're after and that it's better for me to go off what I know because instead of trying to focus on this list, I'm basically like wasting my time looking at this list throughout Mm -hmm. the day instead of paying attention to the moments that are happening in front of me. And then oftentimes I will have to just fabricate these moments, which makes them less authentic than what is actually happening naturally for sure better and i've never really had anyone complain to me that i missed x y and z moments mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. I think a lot of brides, when they come up with lists like that, I feel like they want to be in control of it. They know they can, you know, kind of control that part of their wedding. And, but once it's over, once you look at, you know, they look back at those pictures and see what the photographer actually captured. I feel like that list kind of disappears in their mind. <laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like if a couple or a client really gives you a list, they kind of treat it like you're a button pusher in a way to put it. Mm-hmm. Simply. It's kind of like, when you're more of a creative, right? And you come up with your own ideas and such, it's kind of like asking a musician that's known for a certain style. It's like, oh, can you play this instead? <laughs> and it, exactly. I mean, they could because they have a skill, but it's not them. And it kind of mm-hmm. takes away from like who they really are. Yeah. So when did you realize that you wanted to kind of get away from the poses that you were kind of using during every, you know, session and start creating based on your own creativity? I think I'm not 100% sure, but I think there was this one defining moment that actually made me realize that. Mm-hmm. And it was this one summer where I shot three weddings in a row, like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Three different weddings. And I was just like, the best way to do this is to put everyone in the same poses because it's easy for me to work out mentally. And if I do that, they'll all look nice and no one will see anyone else's photos, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is true. But it didn't sit well with me afterwards. Like, I'm not sure what I thought immediately after. Actually, probably I thought, oh my God, I have so much editing to do. (laughs) But sometime afterwards, I thought that it's not authentic to those couples or like true to who they are it's just poses that I put them in and I could have put almost anyone in those poses and they would have all looked nice but it wouldn't have been as authentic and real to them so Mm -hmm. from that point on I started focusing more on just like documentary work and candid photographs but also how to I don't want to pose naturally more so like give direction, I guess, is the better word. Yeah. So since you have kind of changed to this new style, can you kind of walk us through how a normal session goes for you? Like what kind of prompts you might use or what you have the couple do during the session to be able to capture those really authentic moments? For a wedding or an engagement shoot? Let's do an engagement shoot. So an engagement shoot is easier because... For a wedding, I still actually tend to take some post-formal shots because they're nice to have and you all dressed up. Grandma and grandpa always want those shots too. (laughs) And in your wedding attire, you can't move as well as you can for what you may wear for an engagement shoot. Mm -hmm. So for an engagement session, I will normally start off by just walking and chatting with them for a little bit. So we'll meet at a location, but we aren't necessarily going to shoot at that very spot it's going to be a bit of a walk the spot we'll actually start shooting at. Mm -hmm. During that time, I chat with them because it's our first time working together most likely. So it's just to build comfort. And at some point I'm going to give them like some tips, some like a pep talk, so to speak, something to prime them for the shoot. I know a lot of photographers will give this over email at some point before the shoot, but I feel like most people would forget about it. Mm-hmm. at least I would so I tell them right before I start shooting so that it's still fresh in their minds and I start off all my engagement sessions with something very simple 
And it's something that most couples should be able to do quite naturally. And that's just to hold hands and walk towards me and chat with each other as you walk towards me. Because most couples will do that regularly. Right. Very easy to do. Yeah. And it's something that is very familiar. So I start off from there. And then I start to like add things into the hold hands and walk towards me. So I'll go hold hands and walk towards me. But as you walk towards me, I want you guys to pull in and out. So like kind of hard to picture this maybe (laughs) over just audio, but (laughs) like walk apart from each other, but still Mm -hmm. hold hands and then come back into each other and like give each other a little hip check or something like that. Okay. And that just, at first, maybe they find it a bit awkward, but then you can't help but start laughing because it's kind of funny and silly. <laughs> For sure. I'm like trying to picture me and my husband doing that right now. And I definitely would start laughing because one of us would probably like hip check each other and knock each other over. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the whole point of it. So this is kind of why this stuff doesn't necessarily work for weddings because if a bride's wearing heels and they most likely will be wearing heels, you can't mm-hmm. check them. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I build up to things like that and it just kind of progresses throughout the shoot but I generally try to incorporate a lot of prompts for movement like that like oh mm-hmm. how about now like run towards me and then when you get close to me hug and then spin around in a circle I love that kind of prompt instead of saying like okay you know I want you to face the opposite direction I want you to look at me and put your hands here and because those are mm-hmm. so stiff but what you're describing seems like you really do get those you know just fun authentic moments yeah because it's kind of up to their own interpretation Mm-hmm. And I actually say that at the beginning in my uh, prep talk. I say, if I put you into a pose, think of it as an invitation of a starting point, not an ending point. The best stuff is up to your own interpretation. I love that. So, yeah, I just go throughout the shoe, kind of giving these prompts, mostly movement related, but then I'll ask them questions and stuff to get them to laugh. Like people often say to me, it's like, oh, what do you say to your couples? Do you have any jokes you crack? And I don't have any jokes to crack, really. Because <laughs> I don't know what makes them laugh. So right. I get them to make each other laugh. And I mean, one simple thing that every photographer knows is like, whisper something in the ear that will make them laugh. But I'll get them to play like silly games. Like if you were to imagine if your partner was something that was made in Thailand, what would they be? <laughs> And I would get them to say that spontaneously and blurt something out. Whatever the first thing that comes to your mind is, be spontaneous with it. The key is to be spontaneous, okay? And I'll go one, two, three, and they blurt something out, and it's just usually something random, and they start laughing. Right. <laughs> so it's like just trying to be silly and getting them to do almost ridiculous things like that. And it gets them really loosened up. And another thing that helps is that when I start shooting, I always shoot from afar first. Because... Mm-hmm. People are usually uncomfortable with being in front of the camera. And so I'll shoot from afar and I'll do my wide shots first. But by the end of the shoot, usually the couple's comfortable enough where I can get within arm's reach of them. And like, for example, there's actually this shot that I do, and I'm not the only person that does this, is that I'll have a couple um, like nestle in real close to each other. So Mm -hmm. their heads are touching and they're facing each other. And to create the effect of wind, I'll ask the girl, and I've never gotten a no, if I can throw her hair in front of my lens. Okay. So it looks like it's windy. Like yeah. Really, really windy. And like I'm shooting into the wind. And it looks really cool. And 
I doubt if I asked her five minutes in the shoot, hey, can I grab your hand and throw it into my lens? Like, no. But after an hour of shooting, I've always been able to do that. Yeah, that's tough. I can see why you would save that one more towards the end for sure. Mm. That helps a lot to like know, you know, how you plan that out and get them more comfortable. And, you know, towards the end, you can do fun things like that, that really, I guess, challenge your creativity and make for an amazing photo. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have a similar approach to doing wedding portraits. The movement is obviously reduced, but I'll ask them questions like when we're doing like wedding party photos. Does anybody have an embarrassing story about bride or groom? Or if you want to get more like happy emotional stuff, this generally works better with the women than the men. With mm-hmm. the men, I try to do more silly things. With the woman, I will go like, oh, what's your favorite thing about the bride? What's a fond memory you share about the bride? Like stuff mm-hmm. like that. And sometimes they even start crying. No. <laughs> so that always works out really well. And with the guys, I would usually just ask something silly. Yeah, usually they're in more of a goofy mood yeah. <laughs> right before the wedding. Yeah. Very fun. So changing your style obviously didn't come overnight. And I know that you said there was like kind of that one moment where you shot three weddings in a weekend that kind of changed the direction that you were going. But was there anything else that was instrumental in helping you change your style? Yeah, I would say the two things that really helped me change my style was having a mentor. Well, two-ish mentors. I had one like long-term mentor over six months. Okay. I had one, just like a one-time mentor call thing. And that really helped a lot, I would say. Were they in the wedding industry? Yeah. Yeah, both of them. Well, one of them still is. And one of them is kind of ish in the wedding industry. He's like, he doesn't really shoot anymore. He's more so like an educator, speaker kind of person. Okay. If you could give us one, you know, a tip that they gave you that really helped in changing your style, what would it be? So the one that was a long-term mentor, he actually said this to me before he was my mentor, kind of. So I went to one of his workshops and because I was one of the first to book the workshop, I got like a 10 minute one-on-one session or something like that. Okay. And I asked them something that was along the lines of how do you get couples to open up to you? Cause sometimes I feel like I'm shooting couples and they're like closed off and it just feels so awkward. And sometimes they just don't open up. And he said something that was so profound to me <laughs> at the time. And it still kind of is. And he's like, you got to open up yourself to others before others open up to you. Don't expect them to open up to you just like that. Open up yourself first and see where that leads you. I like that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So if I start being silly and goofy, Mm-hmm. the couple is much more open to it, right? Because people don't want to be judged for being weird, but all of us are at least a little bit weird. Right. Right. <laughs> so if they see me like laughing, being goofball, falling on my butt, which happens on shoots, they start going along with it too. But if I'm just like, are they all stiff and awkward? And I'm stiff and awkward. Well, that's probably why. <laughs> exactly. I feel like that transfers over to family photography really well too, because with kids, if you're not, you know, being goofy and the same as, you know, they are, then they are not going to warm up to you at all either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's like that principle and how to win friends and influence others. Just if you take interest in others, they'll take interest in you. So like with family, I've done a little bit of it. It's like, you got to take interest in their toys, right? <laughs> like ask the kids about their toys and whatever they're drawing or whatever is hot for them for that minute. 
and they'll, they'll be happy to show you. But like when you do like work with adults, it's kind of the same thing. You just figure out what they're into and you talk about that for as long as possible and it opens them up. Like I remember I was shooting this one couple and this guy was doing home renos and I don't really care too much for home rentals, but he did. <laughs> so we chatted about home rentals for as long as possible. I just drew that out for as long as possible because it made him comfortable. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes men are harder during photo sessions, especially dads, to get mm-hmm. you know comfortable and just happy to be there in general. So yeah, that's sure. great to take an interest in what they're interested in. Well, I don't have any more questions for you today. That's all I have. But I love hearing you talk about making you know special moments, capturing those for clients and really getting that authentic vibe from your photos. I love it. It's definitely unique. I like that you go from, you went from not really posing them to just having a, having fun in general with your clients. I love it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a great change. It makes me a lot happier shooting these more natural moments than when I was posing. For sure. For sure. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, my Instagram handle is at it's I-T-S, Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N, Lau, L-A-U. And my website is wilsonlau.ca. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and have a good day. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. I hope that you got some great takeaways from this episode that you can apply to your business. Make sure to visit colesclassroom.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about during this episode. If you like this episode, head over to iTunes and tap that five-star button and leave us a review.